Hello Cryptonauts, today is Tuesday, June 16, 2020 and on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat we're going to go over the top 10 crypto daily average using coin360.com and we're going to go over your crypto daily news using decrypt.co I am your host, Blockchain John Alrighty, Cryptonauts, before we get started, I want to remind you that we do have a Discord channel available, Cryptocurrency Chat. I'll make sure to leave a link in the description below. And also, if you want to collaborate with my Anchor channel, make sure you leave me a message directly on Anchor or on the Discord channel. With that said, let's begin. Starting off with the top 10, Bitcoin, settling at $9,406.03. For a 0.59% loss. In second place, we have Ethereum settling at $233.13 for a 0.33% gain. And in third place, we have USDT Tether settling at $0.99 cents for a 0.0% gain. And in fourth place, we have Ripple, XRP Ripple settling in at $0.19. Cents for a 0.33% loss. And in fifth place, we have Bitcoin Cash settling at $237.15 for a no gain, no loss. And in sixth place, we have Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, settling at $175.38 for a 0.5% gain. And in seventh place, we have Litecoin settling at $43.79 for a point. 2-3% loss. And in 8th place we have Binance Coin settling at $16.43 for a 0.2% loss. And in ninth place we have EOS settling at $2.54 for a 0.12% loss. And in 10th place we have Cardano settling at $0.07 cents for a 0.25% loss. Alright Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 crypto currencies by market cap capitalization and your total overall market cap is settled at 265 billion dollars billion dollars all right let's go ahead and get started with the crypto news of the day All right, Cryptonauts, starting off with the first news, the search for an alleged $40 million crime ring in South Korea. South Korea authorities have closed in on an alleged $40 million Ethereum crime ring, which concealed itself as an investment scheme, according to local reports. Alleged of possessing Ponzi-like multi-level marketing strategies to lull in victims with promises of high yield returns, the firm known as ETH Wallet is suspected of duping anywhere between 500 and 20,000 victims across South Korea. Conservative estimates from Korean authorities placed investors' losses at around 50 billion won, approximately $40 million. 
However, depending on the breadth of the illicit operations, the damages may exceed 100 billion won, approximately $18 million. The initial inquiry has led to the indictment of three people thus far, with as many as 100 suspects still under investigation, one of which identified as Dakdan Shin Sensei, as well as his alias Mr. A, is believed to have orchestrated the Ponzi and has ordered to remain in the country. On June 12th, two unnamed South Korean crypto exchanges had their transactions data stripped clean by law enforcement as part of the probe. It's alleged that Mr. A used the exchange to filter the funds through the extent of the exchange's involvement is unknown. Policy, pol police launched the investigations in January following multiple accusations levied against EthWallet. According to local reports, our EthWallet's 20,000 users, just 433 have come forward so far. This adds to the ever-mounting crypto fraud toll, which, according to blockchain analytics firm Chain Analyst, totaled $4.3 billion last year, with this year's figure climbing to $1.4 billion already in the industry could be in for a record breaker, but not in a good way. That's unfortunate for all those folks. That really is unfortunate. Next news. Bitcoin missed its golden opportunity, says Bloomberg. Bitcoin failed to take advantage of the perfect storm created by the coronavirus crisis, falling short of becoming digital gold, according to Bloomberg on Monday. When the coronavirus pandemic began to engulf the whole world, many experts such as Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novogratz argued that the Bitcoin moment could be just around the corner. For a start, the U.S. Federal Reserve was printing billions of new U.S. dollars and inflating its supply, while the new supply of Bitcoin was instead being reduced during its halving. Bitcoin was presented at a hedge against economic uncertainty, a digital version of gold, and the one thing remaining resilient in the world of chaos. But per, per Bloomberg, Bitcoin failed at exactly that. Despite the extra, extra, extraordinary market volatility, it hasn't surged to new heights. In fact, it continues to make the, a general trend of lower highs. This takes away the argument that an economic crisis creates a boon for Bitcoin. Bloomberg's editor Joe, Joe Wish, Wishenthal wrote in a market briefing. He pointed to clear correlations between the price of Bitcoin and traditional markets the, in the last few months. On March 12th, most markets around the world crashed amid the outbreak and Bitcoin followed suit. The price of Bitcoin dipped below, dipped twice in two days, plunging around $9,000 to as low as $4,100. Then, as markets recovered, so did Bitcoin. This undermines the argument that Bitcoin has good portfolio di diversification properties, he said. Bitcoin having was a dud. One of the biggest arguments for Bitcoin is that it has a fixed inflation rate that decreases over time until it effectively goes to zero. It is often contrasted against fiat currencies like the US dollar, which have high inflation rates and in some cases hyperinflation. A symbolic moment of Bitcoin's alternative and fixed monetary policies was in recent halvings when the new supply of Bitcoin was cut in half. This is a process that occurs every four years. 
but it failed to stimulate a price rally in the near term. The Bitcoin having a slow slowing of new supply, which may which many Bitcoiners championed as a likely catalyst for a move higher came and went without much impact, said Wessenthal. The Fed has engaged in extraordinary balance sheet expansion and governments around the world are running major deficits. And it hasn't led to the kind of inflation or currency collapse that many Bitcoiners would have predicted. So that undermines some of the popular stories about what would catalyze a Bitcoin boom, he added. Worse, Bitcoin fever is moving back into traditional markets. While the ICO boom was characterized by retail investors plunging into speculation cryptocurrencies, it has largely died out, with the SEC cracking down heavily on ICOs, and now modern apps like Robinhood are making it much easier for retail investors to get involved in stock markets and shares much more easily. Young people are discovering the stock market via platforms like Robinhood, so to degree so to the degree that people were putting money into Bitcoin because they likely because they liked volatility and action, there's a new competitor on the block for those dollars, he said. Does that make stocks the new Bitcoin? You know I thought I thought Robinhood had an issue not too long ago with their exchange. Hmm. Next news. Let's see here. Where are we at? Fishing victim Eric Savix to return donated bitcoins. Huh? Last week, entrepreneur and protocol podcast host Eric Savix told Twitter following that he had lost 12 bitcoins worth $130,000 in a phishing attack. The crypto community rallied around him and gifted him an entire Bitcoin worth $9,500, but he now plans to return the donations. Reflecting over the weekend on the donations, I have decided to return all the BTC that was so kindly sent to me. He tweeted, adding, it doesn't feel right that I am amassing these donations whilst others have been through so much worse. I may not have been able to build my position again, but I still have my job, health, friends, and family. How did Savix lose his Bitcoin? Savix initially lost the 12 Bitcoin when he downloaded a malicious version of the KeepKey app in the Google Chrome store. After entering his recovery phrase used to generate a Bitcoin private key, which operates as a password for the funds, his Bitcoins were swiftly stolen. He took to Twitter explaining, I had all of my Bitcoins stolen from me in a hardware wallet phishing scam. Has anyone ever successfully retrieved stolen Bitcoin? Any help or guidance would be appreciated. While some suggested he tried a blockchain forensic company, others were more direct and said that the money had gone for good. So Vix followed up, you know what? While some suggest to try a blockchain forensic company, maybe I'm gonna try that blockchain forensics company. I'm gonna, I personally have some cryptos that I need to gain access to that I don't have access, but I still have the computer. So I'm gonna see if I can do that. And I'll let you know if it's successful. So Vix followed up to this, 
So Vix followed this up with a video explaining the situation, saying that he was close to buying an apartment and asking the scammers to send some of the money back. He also posted his Bitcoin address for donations. Sent a little BTC your way to help because you seem like a genuinely good dude, replied one user. Before long, a whole Bitcoin had been sent to the address provided before Savix decided to return the donations. Savix claimed that the, that what drew him to Bitcoin was being a part of a revolution towards a more open financial system and that he could still push for this without any Bitcoin. Whether I have zero Bitcoin or 100 Bitcoin, it doesn't matter. I will always be an advocate for a more fair, equitable and open financial system, he said. Although what's fair about having $130,000 stolen. That's tough, man. That's real tough. Next news. Orchard's decentralized VPN will price bandwidth using Chainlink. What? Chainlink is making it easier to get on board with decentralized VPNs. Orchid announced today the launch of the of a new pricing oracle to help users understand the dollar-denominated cost of purchasing bandwidth on the Orchid decentralized VPN. A VPN allows users to connect to the internet using a connection provided in a different physical location. It's another example of versatility of the Chainlink protocol and shows how the decentralized Oracle platform can be applied to a variety of different use cases. Awesome. Next news. There are now 8,000 BTC ATMs globally. The number of BT Bitcoin ATMs worldwide has surged by 150% in the past two years, according to data from Norwegian financial services companies, AKSJE Bloggen. Since the introduction of the first Bitcoin ATM in 2013, more than 8,000 machines have now been installed in over 75 countries, a surefire indication of healthy growth in the cryptocurrency industry. Honestly, a few years ago, I would say about, I don't know, five years ago, I personally actually was looking at uh, a company that was a, um, a Bitcoin ATM startup. Unfortunately, good thing actually I didn't invest into them because they actually went belly up. They made the product, but people didn't I guess like the product and they went belly up and their software became outdated and so it wasn't reliable so anybody that did purchase it the software quickly became outdated and was no longer suitable to use for the public uh, I won't say which company it was but good thing I didn't invest I'm still still kind of interested um, but we'll see we'll see in just the first six months of this year, more than 1,713 ATMs were installed, the vast majority of them in North America. To begin with, the number of installations saw sluggish growth data from Coin ATM Radar reveals, but by January 2017, around 1,000 Bitcoin ATMs were springing up every year. By the start of 2020, there were 6,352 ATMs in operation. ATMs are in the regulator's crosshairs. Healthy growth in the ATM sectors come at a price. ATMs look set to become a target for regulations as governments around the world seek to put the screws on mon money laundering, according to blockchain forensic firms CypherTrace. The startup re released a report earlier this month 
suggesting that 88% of the funds from US-based Bitcoin ATMs sent to exchanges in 2019 ended up offshore. <gasps> boom, boom, boom. Next news. Critics blast the Fed's latest bond buying program. Uh, okay, the U.S. Federal Reserve yesterday announced that it would begin buying individual corporate bonds. It will buy $750 billion worth of corporate credit. The Fed will create a corporate bond portfolio that is based on a broad, diversified market index of U.S. corporate bonds. It wrote an announcement. This is... Just buy crypto. Buy Bitcoin. Just buy Bitcoin. This is insane. This is this is insane. Next news. Fintech funding in Asia suffers under coronavirus impact. Once a bright spot in many VC firms' portfolio, Asia's fintech sector sector has struggled to raise capital this quarter. According to a report from S&P Global Markets Intelligence, the industry saw a significant drop to deal close due to the combination of COVID-19's macroeconomics impact and the new rules of inbound investments in India. The amount of venture capital raised by fintech firms in the Asia-Pacific region dropped 58.5% consecutively to $1.3 billion in the first quarter. S&P points to major losses at SoftBank Visions Fund and it struggled to attract new investors for future funds as an indication that technology startups around the world will face difficulties in raising money in the months ahead. Next news. Let's see, where are we at? Six crypto firms join Ethereum 2.0 staking pilot projects. What? Six high-profile crypto startups will participate in Ethereum 2.0 staking pilot projects project run by Codify, a new product suite for commercial applications of decentralized finance, DeFi. It is administered by Ethereum's focus incubator consensus, which also funds an editorial and editorially independent decrypt. Announced today, the program's participants include cryptocurrency exchange Binance and Crypto.com, digital investment funds, Dharma Capital, Huobi Wallet, digital assets management platform, Matrix Port and custodial wallet provider Trustology. The coming upgrade is the most significant in the blockchain's history to date. It will introduce a proof of stake consensus mechanism, moving the network away from its existing proof of work architecture. The upgrade will introduce a network of validators who will guarantee compliance with the rules by placing a security deposit of 32 ETH each, worth around $7,500. A minimum of 16,384 validators staking 524,288 ETH are needed for Ethereum's 2.0 to go live. The minimum value is designed to ensure that the network will be secure enough for launch. Staking reward staking rewards participant and add security to network, but it can be complex for average layperson and risk includes theft or loss or withdrawal keys or incorrect transfers of funds. Hence, Codify is aiming to lower the barrier by participation in staking networks by enabling exchanges, custodians, funds, and wallets and other potential customers to access the long-anticipated Ethereum 2.0 network on behalf of their customers. Awesome. Hey, you know what? That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, because the average person doesn't doesn't really know how to code, right? So, but if you, uh, I mean, not your keys, not your coins, understandable. But if you actually don't have the experience to actually write out code, and you type up the wrong thing, and you put your 32 ETH in there, it's gone. Like there is no reversing that transaction. Once it's there on the blockchain, and you did it wrong, regardless if it goes to somebody or not, it's gone forever. But if you have a Binance wallet and you want to stake your wallet, uh, stake your tokens, then cool, there it is. Awesome. Next news, unable to launch Libra, Facebook's WhatsApp pay goes live in Brazil. Hmm. Uh, Facebook's own messaging services WhatsApp announced yesterday that its new WhatsApp pay feature is live. Users can now send and receive money instantly through messaging apps but only in Brazil so far. Despite beta testing the feature in India for years, Brazil is the first country with support for WhatsApp's pay. And Brazilian users will now have the functionality available via an app update. The service is open to those who link their account to a debit or credit card from Banco do Brasil, Brazil's largest bank. The process of sending a payment in WhatsApp is remarkably simple and not like and, and not unlike sending a photo or a voice note in the app, just open a conversation with a person to whom you want to send money, click on the clip icon, select the payment option, and choose an amount to be sent. WhatsApp takes care of the rest through a partnership between Facebook and local payment processor Cielo. Huh. Interesting. Quite interesting. Next news, Compound is the new king of DeFi after just one day of Compt trading. What? The rapidly growing decentralized finance industry has a new top crypto. Compound's Compt token went live for trading yesterday and it has already overtaken Maker, the previous king of DeFi, in a market capitalization by a wide margin. Compt not only surpassed MakerDAO, it now has close to twice as much total market cap at roughly $859 million versus $551 million according to DeFi data tracking website DeFi market cap. What's more, the addition of Compt to the ranking has sent the total market capitalization for DeFi token soaring above $3 billion for the first time ever. DeFi token had only just reached $2 billion in market cap last week. Compound users started use, started receiving their comp tokens on Monday, kick, kicking off community governance. This helped the price of comp increase over 62% to reach $98.36 per token late yesterday. The price has since fallen back down towards to earth a bit, now, set, now sitting at $85.97. Comp is an algorithmic autonomous interest rate protocol on the Ethereum blockchain that is made for developers building open source financial applications. Compt is an ERC-20 token that allows holders to vote or delegate in governance decisions and allows proposing modifications to the system. Users can supply tokens to a money market to earn interest for Ethereum assets without trusting a central party. The comp token dis distribution came after successful testnet and trial and approval for of 
proposal in 007. It is now available for trading on the Uniswap exchange. After publicly testing Comp with a core group of stakeholders for three months, it's fantastic to see Comp and the govern governance process begin to roll out to every user of the protocol, Comp founder Robert Leslie told Decrypt. Awesome, I didn't know that. That's, that's completely news to me. I, actually, you know what? Let's go look at Comp right now. I, I wanna see where this is at. Um, Let's see if it's on. Let's see if it's on uh, Coin360 Comp. Oops. C O M P. That's a zero, dummy. C O M M P. There we go. Comp. Compound coin. Okay. This is currently at. Where are we at? Uh. Okay, so I guess it's it's so new that there's not enough information on it. And there's it's all question mark, question mark, question mark. This, this. So mm. it's on coin360.com, but there's no information on it. It's just it's too new. It is the 2194th place among all cryptocurrencies. Mm. Okay, well, all right. Next news. Cardano prices gets a boost as Shelly upgrade inches closer. <clears throat> Cardano, the 10th largest cryptocurrency by market, is one of today's biggest gainers, having shot up by 10% since yesterday's morning. Yesterday morning. The cryptocurrency most recently began gaining traction late last month, shooting up from 55 cents to 65 cents on May 29th, after having spent the previous 30 days tapping in the low 50 cent range. By Friday, June 5th, the, cri the currency had stuck a monthly high of 89 cents. Next news. Crypto researchers rebuild re, rebuts $5 million, $5 million Ether fee blacklist theory. What? Uh, did a group of hackers really breach a cryptocurrency exchange's hot wallet only to burn millions of dollars of Ethereum as ransom? If that scheme sounds far-fetched, well, that's because it just might be, according to analysis by the Zengo cryptocurrency wallet. According to the blog post authored by Zengo, researchers Alex Manuski, a spat of transactions that included millions of dollars in Ethereum, these were not an attack at all, but a bug, as many initially suspected. The blackmail theory put forth recently by China-based blockchain analytics firm Peck Shield made the case that these fees were orchestrated via a complex gas price ransomware attack. The researchers claimed that the hackers gained access to an unnamed crypto exchange's keys manage, management system for its wallets, but the hacker could only set, spend the wallet balances on transfer to so-called whitelisted addresses that only require a single authorization when sending a transaction to them. The idea here is that the attackers will keep sending exorbitant fees in the transactions as a type of blackmailing technique. They don't control the wallets they're sending to, but it doesn't matter because they'll, they'll just keep sending Ethereum unless their demands are met. This scenario is improbable, according to Manuskin, Manuski and Manuskin. Not, be, not least because whoever owned the funds did nothing to halt the series of outflows if this were a blackmail attempt, 
then we can assume that the victims tried to do everything they could to stop it and retrieve their funds, but for whatever reason were unable to do so, the researchers argued. Okay, uh, next news, next news, next news. Crypto for Black Lives campaign aims to raise $1 million for nonprofits. The Giving Block today announced the launch of a Crypto for Black Lives donation campaign encouraging cryptocurrency holders to donate towards several nonprofit organizations with matching funds provided through Gitcoin. The drive was announced in the wake of global protest against police brutality and injustice towards black Americans following the police murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis on May 25th. We had donors reach out wanting to support nonprofit addressing the civil rights crisis. So we quickly mobilized to onboard nonprofits in the space so they could accept crypto. The Giving Block co-founder Alex Wilson told Decrypt. Initially, the campaign also supports seven nonprofit organizations, the National Black Chambers and Conference Black Girls Code, the Bell Project, Nashville Bell Fund, Justice Committee, the Center for Constitutional Rights, and Movement for Black Lives. Users can donate a variety of cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin, Ethereum, DAI, Litecoin, ERC20 tokens, Bitcoin Cash, and Zcash. The Giving Block has waived its subscription fees for participating nonprofits and companies has also taken the hashtag Crypto for Black Lives pledge established by Emergency Impact CEO Robert Greenfield. <clears throat> Next news. million ICO backed by Floyd Mayweather was a fraud, founder admits. Robert Joseph Farkas, the co-founder of crypto startup Centrotech, which raised more than $25 million in an initial coin offering ICO in 2017, pleaded guilty today to conspiring to commit securities and wire fraud. The Miami-based Centrotech employed celebrities such as boxer Floyd Mayweather and DJ Khalid to hawk its ICO, which promised do- development of a central card that could be used a- at Visa and MasterCard terminals to make payments via cryptocurrency holdings. However, it was all a massive fraudulent scheme according to the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigations. The agency determined that Central Tech created non-existent individuals for its purported executive team, including CEO Michael Edwards and the company never had relationships with Bancorp, Visa, or MasterCard, nor licenses in many of the states to which it claimed. Farkas and his co-conspirators duped ICO investors into investing in digital currencies worth millions of dollars based on fictitious claims about their company, including misrepresentations relating to its purported digital technologies and its relationships with legitimate businesses in the financial services sector say United States Attorney Craig Stewart in a statement. Whether the context of the traditional equity IPOs or new cryptocurrencies related ICOs raising capitals through lies and deceit is a crime. According to the Department of Justice, the FBI seized 100,000 Ethereum between May and October 2018, including funds that were fraudulently raised from investors. The oh, believe it at that. That's it. We're done. All right, crypto nuts. Until 
next time. Adios.